Hello and welcome to the second edition or second episode of the Miami Springs podcast. We'd like to bring you all the news and events that are happening in Miami Springs. Today is Thursday, April 4th, and we're going to be covering the latest news, including the new downtown development, as well as upcoming events like the River Cities. Hey guys, before we get started, I want to start up with uh, breaking news that happened uh, this afternoon. So as we're setting up the podcast, I literally get a call from a, from a reader of MiamiSprings.com, and he tells me, hey, there's a car dangling from the parking garage out by the Eastern Federal Credit Union building. And so I was not sure if this was uh, legit or not, but, you know, it's just a quick little drive. So I uh, hopped in the car, grabbed the camera, not in that order, but uh, headed down to uh, uh, South Royal Ponciana, uh, 700 South Royal Ponciana, where the uh, old Eastern Financial Credit Union building is. And sure enough, there's an SUV hanging from the parking garage. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the driver is safe. She's okay. Um, Miami-Dade Fire Rescue did an amazing job rescuing the uh, the woman out of the car. So, um, according to the Miami-Dade Fire Rescue, there was just one person in the car. It was a female driver. She was removed safely from the SUV by Miami-Dade Fire Rescue, and she's going to be okay. So, what happened? Well, we don't know yet if it's a case of falling to, or failing to stop while she was parking or thinking she was going forward instead of reverse or vice versa or pressing the gas instead of the brake. What we do know is that the woman's SUV was dangling from the second floor of the parking garage at 700 South Royal Ponciana Boulevard. The parking garage, again, formerly Eastern Federal Credit Union building, it's now the Miami Realtors and Miami Regional University building. And the accident happened shortly before 5 o'clock on Thursday, April 4th, 2019. So when we get there, um, you know, the it's a scene. You got fire rescue all over the place. They had heavy equipment in, in place. Uh, Miami Springs police were doing a great job rerouting traffic and making sure uh, the rescue folks were, were safe and they could focus on, on their work and uh, getting traffic and onlookers, you know, to keep uh, moving along. Um, so the first things first, Miami-Dade Fire Rescue had to secure the vehicle. And they brought in heavy-duty equipment. We're talking about like a heavy-duty crane uh, that's overhead. And so the police were able to, uh, fortunately, there was kind of like a, a, an area there. They could walk kind of next to the car. And they put in a strap, uh, one of those heavy-duty straps, kind of through the rear uh, windows of the car. Um, think about from the rear uh, uh, passenger windows of the car. And it, it basically grabs what's considered the C-pillar. The car usually has a, an A pillar, a B pillar, and a C pillar. So the A pillar are the, the kind of columns between your windshield and your side, your driver's side window and your passenger window. That's your A pillar. The B pillar is kind of the column uh, behind between the front doors and the rear doors. And then the C pillar is that column um, by the between the rear windshield and the rear um, uh, passenger windows. So they put this strap... Through that um, seat, or, uh, through the rear w- um, passenger windows to hold that C pillar, which is a strong part of the vehicle. So once they they had that strap in place, they put it onto the uh, crane, and they had this massive heavy duty crane in place, and they secured the vehicle. The concern, of course, is when you're in a car. If you're in, a, in an SUV, and this is uh, one of the key things, she wasn't that high up. It was a second floor, so. 
if she would have fallen down uh, and she's got her seatbelt on and the airbags deploy, you know, she might get banged up a little bit, but she's more than likely would survive uh, that type of accident. It would be probably a, just a low speed uh, accident that the safety features of the vehicle would have protected her. Uh, she could have gotten a little bit banged up and, and maybe some, some, some minor injuries, but not something likely. However, if she were to attempted to have gotten out of the vehicle, um, that's and, and the vehicle moves. Now you're talking about she could fall out and the vehicle fall on top of her and crush her. So it's very important that if you're in a situation, God forbid this happens to you, uh, to understand that the car's safety features um, could actually save you in this situation. So she was in her car. And, you know, she's being directed by fire rescue. So once fire rescue secured the car, that now there's no longer a risk of the vehicle falling on top of her if she were to attempt to get out. At that point, so now it's secured by the crane, the uh, uh, fire rescue directed her to climb up to the rear um, uh, past the rear um, uh, seats, and she was able to exit through the rear side door, uh, the, actually the rear left door. She exited out through there onto the arms of fire rescue, and they did just... A phenomenal job of coming in, securing the vehicle, just following their protocol, um, and and ending with a happy story. Now, you know, the car's banged up, there's damage to the garage, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, they still need, need to um, bring the vehicle down because it's a, it's a fall risk for anyone who's walking underneath the vehicle. So, uh, you know, we left and, and the crews were still kind of working in the area. But the main thing is that the woman is safe. Uh, and secured just a tremendous job by Miami-Dade Fire Rescue. So huge kudos to the Miami-Dade Fire Rescue Team and the Miami Springs Police for securing the area. Uh, again, no one on the ground was hurt. The passenger herself was not uh, hurt, obviously shaken. Uh, Miami-Dade Fire Rescue her discussions while I was at the scene uh, tell me uh, that when they first arrived, she was holding onto her steering wheel for dear life. And, and can you imagine... Uh, what, you know, thoughts are you when you're dangling from a parking garage, right? So, uh, again, the driver successfully removed and she's going to be just fine. So I, a, a kind of scary story, but a happy ending to the story. Um, so on that note, we're going to get back to the podcast we had previously scheduled. Um, but this news broke and, and we wanted to include it in this week's podcast. So, uh, we hope you enjoy it. Festival. So let's get started. Uh, the breaking news, obviously, this week was the Planning and Zoning Board uh, that met on Monday, April 1st, to review the plans for the downtown development uh, at 1 Curtis Parkway. This basically this is the new building uh, where the old theater is located. So uh, for those of you who don't know, um, restaurants like Sabores and uh, Burritoville uh, will be, at least temporarily, if not permanently, shut down as they will be demolishing that whole shopping district as well as the old theater and that part from the parking lot behind the theater, the whole theater and the Sabores and Burritoville and um, uh, the ice cream place and a couple of retail shops next to it um, that are adjacent immediately touching the old standing building. Now the old standing building will stay and remain, but everything north of the standing building um, will be gone. So, uh, Sabotis and, and Burritoville, for those of you who guys go there, um, that will not be there at least temporarily, if not permanently. Uh, what will be replacing it will be a 15-unit um, shopping floor uh, with 15 uh, retail uh, units that go along Curtis Parkway, Canal Street, and Hook Square. 
and then above that will be uh, apartments. So um, now on Monday, the Planning and Zoning Board uh, was really packed. Uh, it was unusual for a Planning and Zoning Board meeting, and uh, with folks giving their opinions about the look and the design of, of the theater as well as parking. Uh, the plan was unanimously voted for and, and approved by the uh, zoning board, and uh, you know they do have recommendations that they submit to um, to the city council, who will then uh, vote on it. Uh, it looks like they will not be voting on it in the next council meeting, which is on April eighth, but possibly the one after that on I believe it's at the end of April. Let's look at the calendar. Yeah, April twenty second will be the following council meeting. So that's probably where they'll take it up uh, and vote on it. So what happened at the council meeting? Well, different folks came up and, and talked about it. Uh, many issues were raised at the meeting by residents. Uh, Kathy Doyle, uh, who's been part of Mime Spring Senior High, and she's been part of the Anchor Club, uh, led that for many years. And she had several concerns from the uh, look of the building to something that no one else brought up, the concern that the interior apartments will have a balcony and basically a view of the parking garage just a few feet away. So um, without pictures here over, over the podcast, basically it's a U-shaped retail and, and apartment complex. In the center of the U is a parking garage. And the parking garage is going to be three stories with four levels. It'll have a rooftop level of parking. So the view for the folks that are on the inside of the U will be directly to the concrete um, parking garage. So uh, Kathy Doyle was concerned about that. You know, who'd want to live there? As she was quoted as saying, um, and she was concerned that you know these apartments are not going to be very desirable, and obviously from a from a uh, rental rate will not be as high as as the apartments with at least a better view. Um, so there's a concern there in terms of the quality of those apartments and, and you know, who's going to rent there you know, who's going to want to, you know, live there. So, uh, there's a concern with that. Uh, Ray Rodriguez, the owner of Ray's Taekwondo, uh, and it's located next door. So Ray's, you know, he's right on, on the circle, uh, but he has parking in the rear and he is concerned because according to the plans, parking that, um, his business and, and businesses near him. Uh, views where where customers come in and and you know come in and drop off the children and leave, and then come in pick up the children and leave. Those uh, customers will no longer be able to park in the rear of the parking, so they are actually losing parking behind Race Taekwondo. And uh, you know, as Mr. Rodriguez stated, there's a parking problem now. Uh, this is only going to exacerbate the problem. So. Uh, the parking was was another issue that came up during the meeting, uh, and we have if you go to MiamiSprings.com, we have some of the video. We were live streaming through Facebook, and unfortunately, we we're having some some data connections issues with Facebook from within the building. The the uh, connection for data is not that great within uh, City Hall. So, but if you want to see some of the video footage, uh, by all means, go to MiamiSprings.com and click on the uh, article titled "Planning the Zoning Board Approves Downtown Development." And you'll see some of the videos from uh, from that meeting and some of the conversations that were had at the meeting. Uh, now, one of the things, and I'll, I'll be front, uh, upfront and, and blunt about this, I've been concerned from the get-go, is parking. There are um, 98 spots for parking. 
Uh, 70 of the spots are for the residential. So basically the second floor, the third floor, and the fourth floor of the parking garage are designated for the 51 apartment units. Um, and the, the, the apartment units are broken up. There are, uh, well, basically there are 113 bedrooms between the 51 apartments. So some of them are three bedrooms. Some of them are two-bedroom apartments. And we'll do the math. 113 bedrooms, 70 parking spots. That's not an item. I mean, you figure the typical apartment, uh, you know, is, is, is a couple, uh, sometimes a couple with kids, sometimes a couple with some, some teenagers and some young adults who are living in the, in the apartment. Um, 50, uh, sorry, there were 70 parking spots for 51 apartments just does not add up. Um, in our opinion, that's just simply not enough. And I know, you know, the planning and zoning board says, hey, that's, that's the experts say that's enough. Well, you know. Call me old-fashioned, but my common-sense math doesn't add up to what they're suggesting is enough parking. Um, you need at least two parking spots for every apartment, and that's 102 parking spots for residential. Now, the, there are 70 parking spots designated for residential, and just do the math. It just seems like they're 30 parking spots short, and that's not even um, alluding to guests. The assumption is the guests are going to park on the street. Um, there's been some discussion about uh, putting possibly uh, no no overnight parking on Canal Street. So imagine now there's no overnight parking on Canal Street, which it, frankly is a good thing. We don't want people uh, leaving their cars overnight on Canal Street, nor I, I would never want to leave my car on Canal Street in the first place uh, overnight. But the city wants to encourage no overnight parking, and um, at least it seems like they're heading that way. And here we'll have 70 parking spots, for 113 bedrooms. Again, just the math doesn't add up to me. Now they'll have 28 parking spots on the ground floor designated for the 15 commercial retail units. So again, 28 spots. Okay, if you have one employee that shows up for 15 retail units, that's good. There's going to be another um, uh, about 13 spots uh, available. If you got one employee and one customer uh, at each location, that's 30, 30 parking spots that they'll lead up. Um, it's questionable there whether there's enough uh, retail parking. Obviously, they're expecting some of the retail customers to be using um, parking on Canal Street and Curtis Parkway. There's absolutely no parking on, on Hook Square. So all of the available parking will be along Curtis Parkway and Canal Street. So, truthfully, all you need is a couple of, of good uh, uh, restaurants, and all of a sudden you've got a, 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 a parking dilemma uh, for the retail spots. So, I mean, you see how much parking gets eaten up by um, crackers down Canal Street. So when crackers are having business now, you can see that the, the parking spots is getting eaten up. So if you get one or two good restaurants here, um, there's a good chance that the, all the Curse Parkway spots are going to be eaten up. So uh, I'm concerned because this this is going to be a parking situation that we're going to be stuck with for, gosh, that building's probably going to last 100 years. So are we going to be dealing with this parking dilemma for the next 100 years? Is parking situation going to get better in the future or worse in the future? I don't see, there's nothing in the horizon that says something's going to get better. So it seems like this parking is going to go from what it is today which some folks say it's bad already, 
Um, and there was a, a resident who went and spoke up about parking at, uh, he's got three kids and he takes them to race Taekwondo. He goes, I'm not parking my kids in front of crackers and walking blocks away to get to race Taekwondo uh, in the rain, in the heat. I and mean, we all know here in, in August, and in this, well, we don't even have to go into August, in half the year, it's just the humidity level. You walk a couple blocks and you're sweating. This isn't uh, New York or San Francisco where you can walk for blocks and uh, not perspirate. This is South Florida. The heat and humidity is real, and everybody knows it. Um, so then there's a, the, a lot of folks brought up in, in the meeting the concern of losing the small town feel. The small town feel meaning you know, you're now walking uh, blocks, like if it's downtown Miami or Brickell, to get from point A to point B. Um, and folks are concerned that we're going to lose that small town appeal. So anyhow, um, we'd love to know, you know, leave comments, uh, you know, on this and, and, and let us know what you think. Um, you know, the opinions that we've seen on, on social media have, have varied. Some folks are encouraged to have something new finally. And, uh, you know, we agree that, you know, that theater has been dormant forever and it's been a need to replace it with something exciting and new. Um, I think people love the, the retail aspect of this. Uh, there's a lot of question about these apartments though. And that's really what has bugged the, from what I could tell and the people I've spoken to in the commentary online is that people are mostly concerned about these apartments and people are concerned about the parking. And then there were a lot of commentary about the look and the feel and the fact that it's not animal looking, you know, despite, uh, changes to the rules to allow for, you know, give certain credits for, uh, uh, an Alamo, uh, I'm saying Alamo, but a Pueblo revival style um, look. And there were a lot of concerns from residents that this looks nothing like uh, Pueblo revival, uh, which to be frank, I completely agree. This looks like a, a modern building, something you would see in Doral, uh, something you might see in Brickle. Um, it just visually does not look like what you expect to see in downtown Miami Springs. So, you know, the... A lot of folks like the uh, some of the design elements uh, that make the downtown um, special. You know, some of the things that uh, uh, was it, uh, Carlos Santana had done to to the building that gave it more of that um, Pueblo look. People really appreciated, and now that that's this thing is going out the window, um, people were very upset about the look. Um, a lot of folks are, are concerned about the apartments and definitely parking, uh, is a concern. So anyways, we'd like to know your, your thoughts. Uh, if you haven't seen the pictures yet, by all means go to MiamiSprings.com. We've got loads of different pictures. Uh, there's some, some variations of pictures in terms of some of the earlier designs, the elements that were being thrown around. Uh, but you'll see the final, uh, versions of it on MiamiSprings.com. Um, other things that are in the news this week, um, there's been... An invasion of chickens. I'm serious. There's uh, chickens now in Miami Springs. And uh, let's pull that article. But before I get to that article, I do want to reference one of our sponsors, um, BDC Construction. BDC Construction is uh, doing tons of work throughout Miami Springs throughout the years. They are experts in construction. Uh, whether you're doing a 
small addition, a garage enclosure, uh, converting a carport. Uh, maybe you're, you want to knock down the entire house and build a new house from scratch. The folks at BDC Construction are absolute experts when it comes to construction in South Florida and in Miami Springs. They know how to work with the planning, I'm sorry, the building uh, department to make sure things are done correctly, things are done to code, things are done to make you happy, uh, done, but also done right. Um, if you haven't met with Albert uh, uh, about a project that you may be thinking about, you do yourself a, a great service by calling Albert from BDC Construction and finding out a little bit more about um, what your dream is, what you want to do with your house, and turning that dream into reality. And BDC Construction, I tell you, you know, they're, they're not just a supporter of MiamiSprings.com, but they, uh, we're a client of theirs, and we've, we've used BDC Construction uh, for things at our home, and they've just done a phenomenal job. And ask anyone who's had a project done by BDC Construction, and they're really thrilled about the end product and, and the whole process of, of construction. And construction is scary and, and uh, uh, can be... Concerning because you know it, it, it takes a process to go through uh, the to, through construction, but the folks at BDC Construction really walk you through all the stages of construction from demolition to um, the the building stage to the finish stage, and they walk you through all the the permitting process and they do a really good job of, of breaking down everything involved that that goes into the construction. So if you want professionals, they can do. Um, construction in your home, whether it's an addition, um, adding a new wing, or complete renovation of your home, you do yourself a great service by contacting the folks at BDC Construction and getting a free estimate of what it would do to take your make your dream come true. All right, going to news. Well, we're talking about chickens, and uh, maybe you've seen them already, but there are chickens here in Miami Springs. Now we've obviously had ducks. And we've had iguanas, and we have, I mean, iguanas are everywhere. Uh, but the chickens have been a new addition uh, here in Miami Springs, and so it's been curious to see them. And uh, we recently took a, f- a photo of one just uh, prancing along right in front of the circle. And so we wanted to find out where are these chickens coming from, um, and, you know, why are the numbers of, of chicken sightings increasing? So... Apparently, the introduction of chickens is part of a broader attempt to increase the amount of wildlife within the city. Of course, like I said, the city is known for having lots of birds, parrots, iguanas, ducks, squirrels, possums, gators, foxes, and more. Uh, but now chickens are, are added to the list. And here's why. The new, there's a new program funded by the FPC, the Florida Poultry Commission, and it's intended to increase public awareness of poultry. Now, while residents love eggs in the morning and maybe some fried chicken at night, the introduction of chickens will bring more awareness of how chickens interact with our local environment. Now, one FPC official was quoted as saying, residents shouldn't have to wake up to an alarm clock in the mornings. Nature gave us roosters who will do the job for you, unquote. Now, some residents have been concerned that people may try to harvest the animals. They need to be reminded that Miami Springs is a bird sanctuary and it is illegal to capture and or harvest birds within city limits. Now, the program has quietly been active for some time, but official, officially launched on Monday, April 1st. If you haven't realized, that's April Fool's Day, and I'm having fun with an April Fool's joke. Note, we really do have chickens. Now, the joke being over, that there is no FPC commission, and there is no um, in- introduction of uh, chickens into the city of Miami Springs from, from a government agency. Um, that's just us having fun with, with the April Fool's Day. But there is <laughs> there are some real chickens uh, here in Miami Springs, and we suspect somehow they crossed the road, 
the crossed okeechobee made it over here um and now we've got chickens in the springs we do not have as many as we have ducks we've got ducks all over the place uh, but there are some chickens here uh, you are not allowed to capture harm to chickens um and hopefully we don't have a growing population as they are somewhat annoying in the mornings uh, if you're trying to get some sleep in. So uh, that's the story on chicken. So I hope you enjoyed that. Hey, folks, uh, I do want to mention another one of our sponsors, which is the Leonard Real Estate Group. Now, they've been doing an amazing job here. And anyone who's who's worked with them generally been extremely satisfied uh, with the folks at the Leonard Real Estate Group. And I got to tell you, they, they recently sold uh, a home. And this is a close friend of mine who lives in, in Nightingale. And he... Um, had to relocate it, and, um, but needed to, to sell this house. And I don't want to get into the details of, of my friend's story, but the folks at the Leonard Real Estate Group came in, and quickly they had a showing of his house, and in no time they had the house sold. In fact, it just closed this week. So I want to congratulate the Leonard Real Estate Group. Uh, again, for the last two years, they've been the number one producing real estate team here in Miami Springs, and they just sold another one on 651 Nightingale, so I want to congratulate them and congratulate the uh, the uh, new owners who are who are uh, joining the neighborhood, as well as uh, uh, my friend who just recently sold his his house. So congratulate them. Hey, and while I'm on that topic, there's a new home that just hit the market. It's 1102 Dove Avenue. It's a really pretty house. It's a three bed, three bath. Uh, it's uh, listed with a one car garage and uh, and a pool. You got to see the pictures on MiamiSprings.com. Just click on real estate. And you'll see the property at 1102 Dove Avenue. It's going for just 509. Um, there's going to be an open house this weekend. I don't think that one's going to last long, folks. Uh, that's kind of a steal for a house, about uh, close to about 2,000 square feet. It's got a it's a corner lot. You got the nice open field. That's at the area of Dove Avenue where there's an open field um, uh, across the street. So you're going to want to check this out. The open house is this weekend, and it's a just it's a really pretty. Look at the pictures online at mymsprings.com. Check it, click on real estate, click look, click at the property at 1102 Dove Avenue, and you're going to like that home. Again, three bed, three bath, 509. It's a pretty good price on, on a really clean, uh, nice looking home. It's got a garage, a pool, so it's got a lot of nice features. And it, like I said, if you need to add something to it, call our friends at BDC Construction. So on that note, let's talk about some more news this week. Last week, there was a... Uh, uh, a story that was reported by Theo Karen Salas, who published it in the Herald. So I want to thank uh, I want to thank uh, Theo Karen Salas uh, uh, for posting this story. But uh, we have it uh, on uh, MiamiSprings.com. There's a gunpoint robbery at the Aladdin Hotel. So, uh, folks, if you know the Aladdin Hotel is at let's call it infamous hotel um, located at the end of east end of town on South Royal Ponciana, next to the Miami Subs, and um, recently, there was a, a case of, of sexual assault that occurred there. Uh, well, um, recently, well, as reported last week, there was a gunpoint robbery at the hotel on Thursday, March 28th. So according to the article, it involves a new way to steal cash. They, were, they forced this guy to transfer money via cell phone app. So here's how it worked. The male victim entered room 305 at the hotel with a young woman he had met online. So, you know, this was... I don't want to be accusatory here in this story, but it seems like there was some hanky-panky that was going to go on in terms of uh, possibly paying for services. And the woman uh, stepped out of the room momentarily, 
uh, only to return with a male accomplice to make the digital robbery. According to the article, the male accomplice pointed a gun at the victim and demanded cash. The victim didn't have any, so they stole his phone and transferred money digitally via Cash App. However, here's the thing. If you're going to be transferring and using telephones to do all this this back-and-forth communication, it makes it easy for Miami Springs police who were able to trace the communications and were able to arrest the two suspects who were in the hotel room. In the, I'm sorry. They were in the hotel but in another room. So apparently this was a little scam they had possibly going on. They lured this uh, this victim to this hotel room with this young lady. She steps out of the room for a second. I think the ruse was something about going to get some extra towels. She steps out of the room. Then she returns with the, her accomplice. Uh, the male accomplice you know, points a gun at this guy's uh, head, forces his the guy just says, look, I don't have any cash. Uh, so they steal his phone and then transfer uh, money via cash app. So very interesting uh, way to steal money. But, of course, um, that makes it traceable. Uh, and the police were able to, to grab the suspects, and they were under arrest. Uh, again, this is not the first time a major crime happens at the hotel. In January, there was a sexual assault at the hotel, and there's the story and the links that are all on MiamiSprings.com, so by all means, visit the website to learn more. Um, as we go back, oh, coming up, we got Roller Derby, uh, match this Saturday at the Rec Center, so you want to do that. But before we hit that, I do want to mention our sponsor, Ceviches. Guys, every Monday night, they have Peruvian chicken wings. What are Peruvian chicken wings? They're chicken wings served Peruvian style. Now, Ceviches has got incredible seafood, um, which makes it a kind of a challenge. Because do you go for the chicken wings or do you go for the ceviches? Uh, either way, you can have great food at a great place. Ceviches is located right on Curtis Parkway next to Starbucks. If you haven't tried it, you got to get over there. It's amazing food over at Ceviches. And remember, every Monday is Wing It Up Mondays with chicken wings served Peruvian style. Okay, so, but guys, any day of the week is great at Ceviches. They have incredible food. They also have Taco Tuesdays, which is pretty cool. Um, but they've got great seafood, amazing, great staff. Um, and the folks are, are local. They're folks who grew up here in Miami Springs. The owners, uh, they went to Miami Springs Senior High. Um, they got their whole story. If you check out the videos uh, of ceviches at MiamiSprings.com, you'll enjoy that. Okay, going to roller derby. So we met with a couple of characters from some of the ladies from roller derby uh, this week, including Shakespeare, Bullseye, and Kraken Skulls. I know they're pretty cool names. But uh, we did a little interview and we posted it online at MiamiSprings.com. You're going to want to check it out. In fact, I'm going to include a snippet here uh, in just a moment. But you're going to want to check out the interview with Shakespeare, Bullseye, and Kraken Skulls. I have the full video and pictures online, um, but we'll play it now, and you'll get to hear the audio portion of the interview. We're here with Shakespeare from Miami's Vice City Rollers. Yes, hello. So, and, you know, we're just with Kraken and, and Bullseye, and Shakespeare wants to add a couple things, so we want to know a little bit more about you. So, How do I, how do I get into it? Well, well, tell us, you know, okay. who you are and, um, and well, you know, you're Shakespeare. And, and yes, so on the track I am known as Wilma Shakespeare. I dropped the Wilma, but it is Wilma Shakespeare. Uh, and I am a jammer, uh, so I score points uh, by passing the opposing blocker, blockers as many times as possible in two minutes. Um, so that's what I do now. I started off 
almost six years ago. I started wow. almost six years ago. I've been playing, for, this is my fifth season. I started six years ago. Um, I started um, after a long-term relationship ended and I had a whole bunch of extra time <laughs> on my hands. And uh, I always say that roller derby found me. I didn't go to, I didn't pursue it. I didn't know what it was. Uh, I went to go, uh, I went to a local shop, um, a local skate shop, Bernard. Um, He's Roller Skate USA. You'll see him on Bird in like 72nd. And I went to him because I wanted to buy some skates and go skating on the beach on the weekends. Right. And just so happened, he's a sponsor for the team. And he had a flyer for the open house for the team, which happened to be the very next day. And he's like, well, maybe if you like roller skating, you might like roller derby. I was like, I don't know what that is. So he gave me the flyer. And I was like, all right, fine. So the very next day was Sunday. And I looked at the flyer. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go check it out. I don't even know what this is, but I'm going to go. Might as well take a chance. I went, I met my coach, uh, you'll see her uh, this Saturday when we play against Orlando. Uh, and I met her there, she did the orientation. I just thought she was just so cool and the people were different. And I think I saw one of the skaters called Tally Gator, which you'll see her as well. She did like a turnaround stop on her, um, on her roller skates. I was like, I wanna do that. Cool. I wanna do that, I know I could do this. And I went through six, eight months of training. Wow. Uh, of grueling. That's some serious <laughs> You know, outside in the heat, uh -huh. uh, you know, just sweating buckets. And I was just really determined to do this thing. And you know, about eight months after, I, I rostered and played my first game in Daytona Beach. Oh, nice. uh, and, and that was the very first instance <laughs> of Shakespeare. Um, but anyway, it was, it's, it's been a long journey. And now instead of it being kind of like a thing where I needed to find my confidence and my inner strength, uh, it's more of being able to kind of empower other people to do right. that themselves. So I help coach the fresh, we call them fresh meat. Right. Uh, so I help coach uh, them uh, so with Kraken. So anyone and who wants to join, they're gonna meet with, with They'll be with, with you, me and with Kraken, yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. and, and we help you learn how to skate, we learn how to fall. Uh, we, we're, we're actually uh, probably about most of the way through this freshman class, yeah. and then we'll have another one in this summer. Okay. So if you're interested, if you come to a game, if you come this Saturday and watch us play, and you wanna know more, you wanna get involved, uh, we do, we'll do two classes per year, and we teach you everything that you need to know. Awesome. Uh, starting from the basics of skating to learning to play uh, the sport itself. Now let me ask you, so if, if someone's involved and goes, okay, well how much does that cost? Uh, the game to yeah. come as a spectator, uh, it's $12 in advance, $15 at the door, and then we also have what we call uh, trackside seating, which basically means you get to sit like right there where the action is, and right. that's a little bit extra, but you really do get kind of like that first up close and personal. Right. Um, and at the rec center, it's really cool, brand new, we have this new sky view, which is where the track is on the top floor, right. and literally, no lie, the best seat in the house. Uh, you know, I was up there, and it is you, really good. You yeah. see the whole, whole thing. It's you just, catch it's, everything, yeah. all the plays that are happening. You really get to see that bird's eye view of the game, and, and it looks fantastic from up there. So, highly recommend that as well. Uh, we'll have a food truck. Uh, we'll have a local DJ as well, playing music. Uh, we'll do like a halftime thing where we, you know, try to get the audience involved. Uh, we have local vendors, local businesses that come. Right. They set up. Miami Springs uh, vendors are free. So, if you are a Miami Springs local business, please let us know. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. We be happy to have you for the game. We're always looking um, to support local businesses. We're local ourselves. We're a local you hear that, uh, Sean and company. Uh, if you guys want to participate <laughs> here, Sean Pascal. Yeah. Yes, Sean Pascal. <laughs> you know, very good. <laughs> so, um, if someone wants to join the team and wants to part, part of the training. What, how, what, what does that cost? Yep. Uh, so it's $75 to sign up. Okay. And that includes three months of training. Okay. That's. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you get three months of training, right. uh, and then after that, you move on to what we call level 102. It's better than most healthcare plans. Exactly. Yeah, the, 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 it's yeah. cheaper than the gym, gym membership. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's twice a week, so it'll be twice a week for uh -huh. two and a half hours. 
You guys train, I understand, it's like Southwest... Yeah, we train down south on 152 and US1 at the Sunnyland Hockey Rink. And then we play here. This is our new home, so we're super excited to be here. Well, we're happy to have you guys. Um, What do you like most? About the sport? About the sport, yeah. (laughs) How much time do we have? Um, I think, think, uh, kind of like big picture, uh, roller derby itself lends itself to to really empowering women, uh, particularly... Uh, where right now we're seeing um, kind of a platform where women are kind of up and coming, right? This really provides that platform because we support one another. We really are like a family. And there's kind of this sisterhood and this camaraderie that you don't really find too many places. Uh, So I think that support network and and, and just in and of itself, the fact that you're able to push yourself mentally and physically uh, and meet challenges that you never thought you would be able to do. Right, you're you're pushing your your, your body, uh, and that mental clarity that comes right. with it. I mean, all of those things. I can't just say one thing. Yeah. It's just it's it's all of those things involved um, that really make me passionate about the sport. You know, and then seeing people come together during games, like everybody from the volunteers to the announcers to the DJ, you know, to people that come and watch and help us put the floor away right. at the end. Right, like it really does take a village, and just to see that community come together, especially in a place like Miami Springs, where it's we're already like very tight knit. It's just I don't know. It just kind of makes you feel good inside to see everybody really believe in this thing and want you to do well um, and then the other team when they come down we hang out with them afterwards and it's just it's just a really good community uh, a sisterhood and just an empowered sport altogether excellent now when you're in the game you're in oh. game mode <laughs> Uh-oh. right <laughs> shakes for your face right shakes for your face is on <laughs> got the full you know war makeup on well let's talk about that a little bit what do you What's your typical makeup? Do you change it for each match, or do you have a specific? Uh, Kraken likes to change it each match, right? Yeah, right. she likes to change it up a little bit. I've been going with the skull more, though. Okay. Right with the skull. Yeah. Um, uh, Bullseye changes it 100 oh, yeah. percent each time. <laughs> like, she's she's different. She came prep today, right? Yeah, <laughs> always, always, always. Love it. Um, I kind of tend to keep it traditional, you know, like just you know, not, you know, regular makeup, and then sometimes I like to do like the war paint, kind of like the football, yeah, yeah, like line. Sometimes uh-huh. I'll do that, or I'll do kind of some version of that. Cool. Uh, but I, you know, I don't want the focus to be the game, uh, right. you know. And then I don't, want, I don't want too much time to take up with that. But it, it's fun to see everybody bring their personality in, right? Uh, and that's kind of one of the one of the fun aspects of the game. So awesome. everybody does something a little bit different. Well, we definitely appreciate it. So the matches. This Saturday? This Saturday, right here at the Miami Springs Rec Center. Uh, doors open at 5.30. Get here early right. so that you can enjoy the food truck instead of like getting crunched at, at, at halftime. halftime. Right. Because right, it's a 15-minute halftime. Um, and we're going to do, so we'll do have two lines. You'll have general admission that have bought tickets and right. then you have a pre-sale line. So that's going to move a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, and you can walk in, check out the vendors, um, get pumped with the music, right. uh, and then just really just enjoy the game. Uh, we do like a demo right before the game starts. Yep. And we'll do like, we'll count down five seconds with everyone and then we'll kind of introduce the game right um so i don't know if you guys have heard about the game of roller derby uh it's basically a five on five game and you have one point score from each team that wears a star on her helmet right. and she's called the jammer and when the whistle blows it's a race between the jammers to get through four opposing blockers from each or four opposing blockers um and then the first person to get out the first jammer to get out is called the lead jammer jammer. so the lead jammer has a special power she can end what's called the jam or the two minute uh, session before the jam is up and you'll see her put her hands on her hips like this and that's how you what we call that's the signal to to call off to call off the jam yeah so you got two minutes to score as many points as possible or if you're the lead jammer you can end it um, before the two minutes are up so basically when you're a spectator you're watching the game watch the jammer 
The jammer is the one that's scoring the points, and you'll see the blocker blocking the opposing jammer and assisting their um, their jammer through. So it's a game where you really do see offense and defense playing simultaneously. Kind of simultaneously, and like, yeah. you, know, you guys were talking about a lot. There's a lot of scoring that happens. It's a, a very fast pace. I like to score points. <laughs> you know, fast pace <laughs> the game. Um, definitely, definitely, a, a full contact sport. Right. Lots of action. Super fun to watch. Uh, Family-friendly atmosphere. Yes. Kids ten and under are free, so Perfect. we like to have the kids around. They were always, they always come and they love to take pictures with us afterward, and, and we love to do that too. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely a family-friendly event. Yeah, and I did, you know, someone mentioned, do they have beer? And I go, I did, no, I don't know if they have beer. We but did. last time I heard, they have beer. They have beer. <laughs> it's kind of like beer and rolls. So, yeah, that's there. what. <laughs> hey, Roger, ro ro buddy, my Roger, Roger, they have beer. <laughs> yeah. Beer this weekend. Yes. So we, we so um, that's the answer to that. And we, we partnered with local uh, bee culture last time, um, yeah. and we partnered with Tank Brewing last time, and which is where we'll have the after party. We're gonna have an after party after the game. Oh, great! So Where's that guys, at? Uh, it's gonna be at the Tank Brewing. Awesome. And we'll, we'll have a space for our other team. We'll have if fans want to come through and, and just hang out with us and just talk to us. We would definitely welcome you guys to come. Excellent. So just to say one more time, Saturday, yes. five thirty, Rec Center. You said it all. Miami Vice City Rollers against the right. Orlando Sunblockers. Yes. So who's going to win the match? Of course, us. <laughs> uh, but it's Miami Vice City Rollers. We're playing the Orlando Sunblockers, um, and it's going to be this Saturday, five thirty p.m. Doors open. Twelve dollars in advance. Fifteen. At Fifteen dollars at the door. We can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We do all those things, uh, and you'll get more information, of course. Perfect. We really appreciate. It. Thank oh, you so much. Oh, MiamiRollerDerby.com. Yeah. If you if you don't do social media, right. MiamiRollerDerby.com. You can always find our tickets there and our schedule. Excellent. We're oh, really yes. next game after that, May fourth. May fourth. And we're super excited because it's going to be Star Wars themed. May yeah. the fourth. Star Wars themed. May fourth. Yes. Here May the at the Rec Center. May the fourth be with May fourth. Star Wars night. Yes. yes. Yep. Are we encouraging the audience of to dress up course. in this, yeah. the Star Wars? Of course. We're going to have the, the you know, um, the Force versus Dark Side. And so oh, we'll, nice. So bring whatever you guys want. So will the Vice City Rollers be Force? Or we'll, be, we'll be playing. Full we'll both play both, yeah. Awesome. We'll be playing both. So we're going to split the team and we're going to play both. Okay, so come this weekend and then this come weekend, May 4th. This weekend, May 4th. If you can't make it, May 4th is going to be the next game. Awesome. We really appreciate it. That's a great yeah. input. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Well, we hope you enjoyed that um, video and, and audio portion of the video with Shakespeare, Bullseye, and Kraken Skulls. Um, again, the match is going to be this Saturday, April 6th at 5.30 p.m. at the Miami Springs Rec Center as the Miami Vice City Rollers take on the Orlando Sunblockers right in our own um, rec center. So by all means, be there. There's plenty of parking. Um, there's parking across the street if it gets full. At the uh, at Prince Field, they'll have a food truck. Um, so get there. It's a family-friendly environment. They do sell beer on premise. So we hope you enjoy that event. All right. Um, and next, I do want to mention our sponsor, Milam's Markets. Guys, um, everyone knows Milam's. It's right there in our hometown, and they've got great specials every week. Um, you know, they publish some of the specials in the local paper. But if you want to see everything they have to offer. Uh, if you click on MilamsMarkets.com, click on their deals, and you'll see every Thursday they publish fresh new deals um, that are good for the next week. So uh, head to and if, if you go to MiamiSprings.com, you can click on Milam's Markets, and we'll send you directly to to their website. But uh, if you want to see what deals they have, Milam's Markets is your neighborhood grocer. Uh, they're the family grocer. Uh, great, great group of folks, and they're 
our local grocery. We've got to support our local businesses, and Milam's Market is definitely one of our favorites. Okay, looking at other news this week. Well, I think that recaps our news this week. So the main thing are the upcoming events. So uh, what's going on coming up? Let's go through the event recap. Uh, before we get to that, tomorrow, April, I'm sorry, Saturday, April 6th, Miami Springs Optimus Club will be holding a garage sale from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. So the early birds who like to show up before the sun comes up and like to raid the, the uh, garage sales, be there early. It starts at 6 a.m. at 1101 Ren Avenue, right at the Optimus Club. Uh, uh, they'll have the garage sale there. Uh, so enjoy that and help support um, our Optimus Club. Next up is the Roller Derby on Saturday. It's from 5.30 to 9 p.m. Uh, again, my Vice City team takes on the Orlando Sunblockers, and we talked about that earlier. Um, and then we're a week away from the River Cities Festival. So the River Cities Festival starts not this weekend, but next weekend. So it'll be the April 12th, 13th, and 14th. We're just about one week away from the River Cities Festival, so please, by all means, go online. We've got a full assess assortment of events listed at MiamiSprings.com. Just click on the event section, and you'll see some of the different performing acts and different uh, shows that will be happening at the River Cities Festival. So, by all means, check that out. And uh, I think that's going to conclude this week's edition of the Miami Springs Podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Please share it. We'll uh, uh, try to have some more guests for our next show. And uh, if you want to be part of the podcast, by all means, contact me. My name is Nestor Suarez, and you can reach me at uh, MiamiSprings.com or email me, Nestor, at MiamiSprings.com is the quickest way to reach me. And uh, appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. <laughs>